Hello, friends. Welcome to Resting Church Face, a podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Allen, and this is episode 53. This week, we're going to talk about the fun shows and one movie that I've been watching on all the best streaming services. So sit back, relax, set yourself up on the couch with your favorite fleece throw and at least one cuddly pet. And let's talk about good TV. The first show that I'm really liking right now is Masters of the Air, and it's streaming on Apple TV. So Masters of the Air is produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, and it's kind of considered a companion piece to Band of Brothers that was on TV in, I think, like 2001-ish. So it has that sort of Saving Private Ryan feel to it. Very stark, very true to life, but very engrossing and really interesting. And just really good cinematography. You feel like you're really in it. So this follows the Air Force. I think it's the 8th Air Force in England, but it's the American side. So it's the, I think it's the 100th Bomber Group is what they're called. It's a true story. So the people that are in this show, most of them are actual people. And I've had to kind of keep myself from Wikipediaing everybody on it to see if they live or they die or what's going on. Because, I mean, part of what is so interesting about the show is that you don't know what's about to happen. So don't spoil it by looking it up. But they are real people. And I have just really, really enjoyed it. It's very intense. A lot of it is really heartbreaking. I think it's important to watch, though, because we need to see the sacrifices that these men made to keep our nation safe. And women. There are women in the show as well. But I think what really impresses me is that these guys would go through these terrible battles. Like they would barely escape with their lives and they would watch so many of their friends die. I mean, there are people that die in really horrific ways. They would come back and then they go back up the next day even. Like sometimes it was the very next day. They do it again. And that just speaks to a whole lot of character and it's really impressive. So this series stars, I think the the two most famous guys in it are uh, Austin Butler and Callum Turner Um, Of course, Austin Butler is the Elvis. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people talk about how, like, he now talks like Elvis, and he does. I even heard that he had to hire a dialect coach to lose his Elvis accent. And in the show, he hasn't quite lost it. (laughs) It's still there. But it's really good. Um, There's also, um, I think his name is Barry Kilgan. I think that's how you say his last name. He's also an actor that's been in a lot of stuff. But everybody on the show does a great job. Like, it's very realistic. You feel like they're really committed. So again, this is Masters of the Air, and it is streaming on Apple TV. The next show is streaming on Disney+, and it is Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This is a show that's based off a series of books by Rick Reardon. And I remember that this was also a movie a few years ago that I watched and thought, eh, it's okay. And I believe it was kind of panned by critics and fans because they said it just really didn't do justice to the books. But this show on Disney Plus is fantastic. It's such a great kid's show. But, you know, it's one of those shows where it's technically made for kids, but also extremely enjoyable for adults. And it's about a little boy named Percy Jackson who has just a lot of weird things happening to him. He sees things. He has powers that he can't really explain. He thinks he's kind of going crazy. And then he finds out that he is the son of a god, like a Greek god. Like Greek gods are real, and he is 
the sun and he's a forbidden sun because technically the Greek gods and goddesses are not allowed to have children, but they're, they do. And so he's been kept a secret. So he's technically a demigod. And it's very, it's a very fantastical story. He goes to this camp where he meets a lot of other kids that are, you know, secret children of all of these gods. And it's just fun escapist entertainment. And I think it's fun for kids. It's just, you know, it's exciting. There are a lot of Greek myths that I remember reading when I was in school, you know, the things that we had to read in school, but like they, they really are interesting. Medusa's in it. And there are a lot of famous actors that make cameos, especially actors from TV shows that you're like, wait, that's so-and-so, you know, that's really fun. But I think the most enjoyable part of this whole show is the kid that plays Percy Jackson. And that is Walker Scoble. And Walker Scoble is the kid that played a young Ryan Reynolds in the movie The Adam Project. That was out a few years ago. And this is like, it's almost like watching a young Ryan Reynolds in a TV show because he just has that cocky, arrogant, but sarcastic, but cute way about him. And so you feel like that's what you're watching. But his his line delivery is fantastic. I just, he's the perfect choice. I really, I really like the way they cast the show. So if you're looking for just something that you can watch with your family or even enjoy yourself, then this is the show for you. And again, that is Percy Jackson and the Olympians, and it is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, this next show is on Hulu, and it is Welcome to Wrexham, and it is a documentary-style show about this football team in England, or actually not England, it's actually Wales. They're going to they're gonna hate me if they hear this. They're like, we're not England! That's a big, you know, point in the show, and there I go. But they're in Wales, and it is a, a football team that was bought by Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. So, Rob McElhenney, I did not know really before this, but he is a guy that is on the show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is a show I've never seen, but they are really funny together. They're friends. They went in together and bought this kind of down in, down on its luck football team in Wales. And their goal is to get them to like the national championships. I think it's called the premier league. And so they really invest everything that they have into this football team. So, of course, you know, football being soccer here in America, um, that would also enrage them in Wales. <laughs> if I said that, they're like, we're football. We're the original football. Um, now, I would like to make a, a warning here, just a disclaimer. There is a lot of bad language in the show, particularly some big big bombs of words. But I would like to also remind you that it is set in Wales and in the United Kingdom and their versions of bad language and our version of bad language are drastically different. But I will say a lot of the bad language comes from Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. They're a little, uh, they're a little potty mouthed, but it is a very interesting and enjoyable show. So if you love Ted Lasso, which you know, 95% of America loved on Apple TV, you would like this show because it really is like a true life, a real Ted Lasso. And it also shows you how much Ted Lasso got right about what it's like to be part of a football team in the United Kingdom. 
down to the locker rooms and the way the matches are, but you really get to know all the players in this show and their personal lives, and you really begin to root for this team, this little tiny team in this little town in Wales, Wrexham. And, you know, you want them to get to the Premier League. You want them to win. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But it's just, it's real life, and I just really enjoyed it. And it is interesting to get a peek into celebrities' lives, too, because it's their personal lives. It's the way they actually are, and they're likable. Potty-mouthed, but likable. So if you like Ted Lasso, if you enjoy things about sports, this is a show for you. But again, do not watch this (laughs) with uh, any impressionable people. Let's just put it that way. But again, that is Welcome to Wrexham. It is streaming on Hulu. Okay, now we have to talk about a scary movie because it is me. And the movie that I want to talk about is The Visit, and it is streaming on Max. So this is a movie that was written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. And I did not see it. It, I did not know about it. It went under my radar, and I was really pleasantly surprised to find it here. M. Night Shyamalan, you know, I consider to be probably a genius of the horror genre. He's so good at it. He did The Sixth Sense. He did Signs. He did Unbreakable. You know, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, he was kind of the king of scary. And then he admittedly made a few stinkers and kind of fell off his throne. But this is such a great return to his original form, and it's so good. So The Visit is about these two kids, their brother and sister, they're teenagers, and Before they were born, their mother, who is a single mom now, had a huge falling out with her parents, and she has not spoken to them since then. So they have never met their grandparents. And then the grandparents write to their mom and ask if the kids could come visit them for a week because they really want to get to know the grandkids. And they're trying to kind of extend an olive branch. And so the mother says, okay, you can go visit your grandparents. So she sends them to visit the grandparents on a train And she goes on a cruise while they're gone. So when they get to the train station, their grandparents pick them up, take them back to the house. Everything seems great. And then the grandparents start getting really weird. And I mean, really weird. (laughs) And it is scary. And, you know, M. Night Shyamalan is known for his big twists. This one has such a great payoff. I did not see it coming. I mean, you know something is wrong with the grandparents, but when you find out what exactly is wrong with the grandparents, you're like, whoa. So if you just really like a good thriller, I mean, there's nothing supernatural in this movie. It is just an edge of your seat, what is going on type movie. And it's it's filmed all in like kind of a documentary sense because the little girl in the, in the movie wants to be a documentary filmmaker. So she's filming everything. So that's kind of how the whole movie is. It's the stuff that she's capturing on her camera. So it feels real. It, it's just really, it's really well done. So if you like scary movies, this one, I think you'll really enjoy. And again, that is The Visit and it is streaming on Max. Next up is a show that just makes you feel good about humanity. (laughs) Like, I think there are so many shows that are so, you know, 
just doom and gloom and we feel like everything is just terrible but this is one of those shows that restores your faith in humankind and that is love on the spectrum and it is streaming on netflix now love on the spectrum started in australia but the one that i'm talking about is the american version and there are two seasons of it and it follows a bunch of mainly young adults on the autism spectrum and how they want to find romantic love. And it is just delightful. Um, I just, I love that these people are vulnerable and willing to be filmed. And they're very, very honest about how they feel. And if you know or love anyone that is on the spectrum, you recognize how beautiful and wonderful all of these people are and how they are, experiencing feelings just like everybody else they just have a harder time communicating and saying what they want to say sometimes sometimes they don't have a hard time communicating because they will just say exactly what they want to say but I have just really loved it there are two guys on this show in particular that I have just fallen in love with I want all good things for them all the time and that is this guy named Connor and then this kid named Tanner Tanner especially I would like to just have him be around me all the time because he is a literal ray of sunshine. I actually started following him on Instagram just because he makes me smile. He's so fun. I laugh out loud. You're not laughing at them. You're laughing with them because he's just so happy. There are some hilarious moments on the show when they make some social, you know, faux pas that they have no idea that they're doing. But I love that the way that they will receive, um, gentle criticism (laughs) they'll be just like you know maybe you shouldn't do it that way they're like oh I didn't know and you know I wish we were all like that because there are times that all of us make mistakes but when someone points it out we get very defensive and the refreshing thing about them is they do not get defensive they just go oh I did make that mistake I'll I won't do that again and that's lovely (laughs) just I I love it but I think it's a show that really really emphasizes that Everybody wants to be understood. Everybody wants to be seen. We want to be taken care of. We want to be loved for who we are. And it doesn't matter what disabilities we may have. We all have that core desire. Now, there are a few parts of the show that are extremely awkward to watch. But I had to remind myself while I was watching this that it's awkward for me. It's not for them because they don't feel awkward. They're just being themselves and being honest But we're so used to people not saying what they think or not making facial expressions that, you know, convey exactly how they're feeling in the moment that sometimes at the beginning, especially, it might be a little hard to watch. But then you begin to really get used to it. And I began to appreciate it because you know exactly where you stand. And that, again, is refreshing. So I just really like the show. Again, that is Love on the Spectrum. It is streaming on Netflix. And then the last show that I'm going to talk about is streaming on Peacock, and it is Quantum Leap. Now, this is a reboot of the original Quantum Leap from the 90s, but it continues that same plot line. It's a secret government project called Quantum Leap, and they have discovered that you can physically leap into somebody else's body um, using this Quantum Leap, you know, um, accelerator. It's very back to the future-ish. But you can leap into their consciousness, kind of take over their body and change significant events in the past. 
And so this show centers on this guy named Ben. He is a scientist that works for Quantum Leap, the secret government project. And they are getting ready to send a leaper for the first time in years. They're going to try again because they do reference the old show, which I enjoy. Um, they're going to try it again. But before they can send the person that is supposed to leap, Ben leaps without telling anybody. He doesn't tell anybody why he does it. He doesn't uh, give them a reason. He just leaps. And unfortunately, when he does his first leap, he has amnesia. So he can't remember why he did it. He's not even sure who he is. And so they've got to figure out exactly why he did this, what he's trying to change. And it's just really fun. <laughs> like, you know, is it a scientific, deep rocket science type show? No, but it is super fun. It's fun to see him leap into different times. Um, I think like at one point he leaps into like 1692, <laughs> into like the Salem witch trials era. And then he goes into the future sometimes. And it's just really fun. You know, it gets, it gets you thinking about if you could do that, if you could go back in time, what would you change? If you had the opportunity to stop a really horrific event from happening in the past, would you do it? And then, of course, they talk a lot about, like, the butterfly effect. Like, you do one small thing, you change this, and you've changed everything. So they have to be very careful about what they change and what they don't change. So it's just really fun. I do think that the show hits its stride in season two. I think season two is a lot better. I think people feel comfortable in the characters that they're playing and the plot just gets a little more interesting, but it's just really an enjoyable show. So that is Quantum Leap and it is streaming on Peacock. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me again this week. And thank you for telling all your friends and family about the show. It means so much to me. If you get a chance to review me on Apple Podcasts, I say review me. I mean, the show. Please don't review me. That would be hurtful and hard to, hard to listen to unless it's a good review. Then feel free. Uh, but if you could review me, review the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. It just helps other people find the show. If you would like to find me on Instagram, it is super easy. I am at Resting Church Face. I hope you have a fantastic week and let's get together again soon. <laughs>